Welcome to this Positively Deviant production. In this overview episode, we're going to intro each of the core skills of the pedagogy through the lens of becoming, which is both the beginning and the end and everywhere in between, because this overlays all the other core skills that are aimed at helping us become someone who thinks and operates more masterfully and more in tune with our own unique humanity. These landscapes end up equaling or adding up to becoming a more whole and substantiated person. Inside locating the root cause, inside existential math, inside a paradox, playfulness, and liminality. In each of these landscapes, situations arise for us to be blocked and to experience breakdowns. And it's inside those breakdowns and the places where we hit limitations where we equally have the opportunity to become something changed. Usually we're avoiding the breakdowns, the places of error, the places that we can't quite compute. And in that avoidance, we lose intelligence and opportunity to change. Locating the root cause is inside becoming because it's essentially dealing with symptoms and pain. Symptoms are sourced through certain kinds of pain or dislike or discomfort. And that pain is a signal for us to bring attention to it. And instead of just addressing the symptom, it's developing the diagnostic skills to get to the root cause. The root cause is the place of addressing the deepest parts of what's not working. And this is an essential part of becoming. How can we become something different if we don't know what or why to change? How can we repair what isn't working if we're not understanding the root cause of the problem? And what is holding us back? We talk about becoming as being this place where we can rise from a mistake, a breakdown, or an error. But we must be committed to figuring out what the source of these breakdowns are instead of confusing a symptom for the source. So this is an area of becoming that's typically the first place to start, locating the root cause of a negative experience or an obstacle. I love doing the work of locating a root cause. and in interviewing, we call it peeling back the layers of the onion because it feels so rewarding to be tackling a source opportunity or a source issue. And in this case, we're tackling what could be the biggest opportunity if we think about using the location of a root cause of our behavior to become someone different. And by the way, this is the only core skill with any kind of order because locating the root cause as a starting place lets you apply all of the other skills to the area where they'll have the biggest impact. The next core skill we introduce is doing existential math. And again, these aren't linear concepts, they're landscapes, and we're here to learn how to navigate them better. So the skill of doing existential math isn't literal math, don't worry. It's the equations of decision-making and factoring in all the less visible values and how much more complex equations are required to add up the complexity of life. So how do these equations help us in the process of becoming? So existential math is a navigation process, and it's also the map. Sailors and journeymen and women have the ability to make calculations based on what has been mapped and what has not been mapped out yet in any given location. It's identifying, registering, and calculating all the pieces and parts that help us land with a greater intelligence and ultimately help us end up in different parts of the map that we never expected. Existential math is the skill of navigation and the computations required to travel known and unknown territory at the same time. And it's also the ability to expand the map itself by creating new maps. How can we become anything different and evolve if we're unable to navigate the territory of both what is and what is not yet? Another core skills paradox and learning to work with seemingly contradictory information is learning to gain the capacity and the ability to hold more viewpoints at the same time and to overcome our binary thinking. 
And this is a challenge in our culture where we want certainty and we want to avoid ambiguity. So this challenge definitely reveals stuff we can work with about the way that we think. And we can absolutely use that on our journey towards becoming. Paradox is a key element to becoming because it's where multiple things are true at the same time. This confronts how we're conditioned to decide. We're conditioned to accept or reject certain things. We're conditioned to see a conflict and resolve that conflict by rejecting one of the options and accepting the other. Paradox exposes tension and where resistance is necessary. Conflict can just be resistance. And resistance and weight-bearing are necessary for growth. For example, our muscles don't grow outside of resistance and a bit of tearing. Our bones don't remain strong without weight and load. Paradox is a place where we can actively see the points of potential conflict and actual conflict that doesn't need to be resolved by merely accepting or rejecting, but where we can allow the tension and pressure to exist. So paradox invites a shift from understanding through reduction to understanding through context, depending on the circumstance, depending on the person and how particular things are organized, not all is equal or identical in every moment or situation. And this is deeply important to the process of becoming, that the makeup of our humanity is changing all the time, that context matters, that rules don't work in every context. There are places where rules break and where principles break, and those points of breakdown are usually the points where we grow. And each of these landscapes points to areas where we're missing or avoiding knowledge. I love that playfulness is part of this pedagogy because part of being positively deviant is inverting concepts that have been dismissed or at least not leveraged like they could be either in business or as a means towards becoming. And the positive result of playing with our identity and showing up less perfect and more human is that we can accelerate the speed to building trust and credibility because we know that authenticity resonates. People can feel when there's an alignment there. And we talk about unconstructed play and the mindset of playfulness and the ability to humbly put yourself in a position of playing the fool and how we can use that as a source of intelligence. So what would you add about how playfulness or playing the fool can help us tap into the place of becoming? The kind of playfulness we talk about is, like you said, not constructed, defined, or where there's much restriction. It's where all of the skills that we have and the limitations that we have imminently coexist. Imminently because there's a bit of danger and risk, but also as a result of all this coexistence, playfulness is where learning gets accelerated. Learning is typically pretty structured through reading, writing, listening, etc. But playfulness throws all that up in the air and mixes it up where there is no path. There is no linear process. It's just absolutely silly and absurd. And it's inside the absurdity where a lot of embodiment happens, inside absurdity and that which is unpredictable. And where foolishness, again, this place of what might otherwise be considered ridiculous and flawed, where skills are exercised in random ways. We also talk about awkwardness, how it relates to play, and as an essential experience of our humanness. We highlight how important it is to embrace awkwardness in our process of becoming. And I hope everyone is recognizing an overarching theme, which is the place of mistakes and avoidance. Awkwardness is a place where we either notice someone else in their mistake or their lack of polish and missing the mark, or we notice it in ourselves, where we judge ourselves. This is consistently the same place that keeps popping up inside these different landscapes in the pedagogy. The material that we're working with is the very material that is hidden 
ignored, dismissed, and rejected. And yet this is the very material that not only grows us and expands us, but allows us to become better and better decision makers. I love our work around liminality, and I've had so many conversations with people about how meaningful this has been for understanding what they're experiencing. We all hit these places in between where we feel stopped or confused or disoriented or just feel like nothing's happening. And they're so uncomfortable, but a lot of people by no fault of their own, but just because of our doing culture, they just push through them, avoid them, you know, pick themselves up by the bootstraps and don't really allow themselves the grace or the pause that's needed to listen and wonder and be okay with wondering. So we invite people to think critically about how rich these places are for processing and how important that is for forming who we're ultimately becoming. The liminality is the portal from who we are to who we are not yet, where we roam and linger inside negative space and negative capability, where we remain in between mental, emotional, or physical states in limbo. The place of both starting and stopping. Liminality is where we feel the intensity of lack, lack of measurements, lack of tangibles, where we experience a deeper kind of confusion and regression, and where we feel something is lost. Liminality is where the self is reforming, and here it is, becoming something different, and often is a process of healing and repair. People try to jump out of liminality in effort to do something. But it's mostly a waiting place where we give attention to what we can't see and don't understand yet. It's also the hallway we travel to the past and the present and the future parts of ourselves to examine, reorganize, and process change. All right. The last spell we introduced in the pedagogy, which is actually both the beginning and the end, is this process of becoming. And this is where we commit to the process. And the goal here is closing the gap between what we believe and then how we act behind closed doors. So we talk about this as the place of incorporation where we embody what we believe and how that transforms our behavior. And I love the metaphor you have for helping people see how this pedagogy can actually form our lives through informing the decisions we make and how we go about making them and how becoming plays a role in all of that. Yeah, becoming is the essence of all of these points of the pedagogy. It anchors in the reality that we are individual containers. Metaphorically, if you have a teeny little gas tank or a small capacity battery, you're not going to go far. You're limited to that charge. You're not going to be able to hold much energy. That charge and energy is based on the capacity of the battery. So one of the primary aims that I have and that I'm encouraging other people to have is to increasingly expand our battery capacity to hold a charge. If we have a little container and let's say we want to fill it with joy, well, then it can't hold much joy. So to the same degree of our container is the degree in which we can experience anything like joy. So becoming is about you. You are the goal, what you can hold and how you can become more expansive. And the concept around capacity is that the more we grow, our containers can hold all that is with less negative consequence. Yes, it includes holding the negative. But it also is fundamentally married to how much positive we can contain. And it's the same container, us. As we expand and grow our capacity to hold the suffering and the pain and the discomfort and the uncertainty, all the things that we don't like holding, this is the path to be able to hold all of the things that are most amazing, all of the achievements and the love and the joy and the wonder. This is the place of incorporation where we substantiate the wonderful 
through transformation, which requires being able to process the shit and pain. And to be clear here, we're not encouraging or justifying suffering and pain. We are encouraging working with the inevitable pain of the human experience. And all this material of our existence and all our decision-making can't be worked with if we can't hold it long enough to process it. So symbolically, this is the importance of being expansive, wide, and the importance of developing our capacity, deep, so that we can gather and hold material in a way that intelligently transforms it. All of the things that we can do with that material changes all the time, but we need a place where we can work with it. And that place is ourselves. This expansion of our capacity occurs in becoming when we work with all the elements of our humanity and incorporate things like healing and insights and discernment into who we are. And this is how we can become more masterful decision makers. We hope you enjoy this series. To work with us, reach out via the link in our show notes and click the follow button so you don't miss out on future episodes.